You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. And we're back. It's Ryan. It's good to be with you today. Today, we're going to talk about or uh, reach out to the people who are listening that want to know more, more about financing, starting a business, how to get financing. Maybe in the back of your head, you've decided to consider starting your own business. Maybe you have a business and you need help with financing. My guest today, Jonathan Fredera, is the president of Integrated Business Financing. He has a hefty background in financing and business. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Welcome. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, honors all mine. Pleasure's mine. Thanks for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your career, your background uh, as you got into financing. Yeah, of course. So I uh, worked on Wall Street many, many moons ago mm-hmm. doing uh, high-frequency trading and um, realized that when I lived in Long Island, I did not like a two-hour commute each way into the city. Yeah. Uh, most of my family worked on Wall Street, so I got recruited to essentially be an underwriter for a fintech company. And mm-hmm. what I learned was <clears throat> I hated uh, being paid the same for more production. So I was putting out a lot of a lot of production there, and I was getting paid the same. So I moved to sales. Yeah, grew one sales department, and then ran, you know, all of sales for a fintech company. And uh, then I learned, hey, you know, usually you're going to get capped or people change commission structures. So I left and I dug deep into all types of equipment financing. I bounced. I did a lot of um, fintech consulting Mm -hmm. to run direct sales teams. And what I realized is not one company, banks, fintech companies were client focused, right? Mm -hmm. So I decided to build integrated, focusing on the client, focusing on, hey, how do I help this person grow? How do I help this person win? How do I help them to succeed, even if it's just education? Yeah. Uh, So that was how I launched and and started my company. And, uh, you know, our mission is just to help, you know, people grow and have their businesses be successful because small business is the backbone of our country. So the better small businesses do, you know, you think about it, you help a small business owner, you're not just helping him and his family, but you're helping every employee and the community he serves. And we're providing the majority of jobs for this country, which to me is probably one of the more patriotic things you could do without being in the, in the service. And I'd never compare myself to that. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, to support our country, really small business has to be in a really good position has to be thriving. I, I agree with you 100%. I think that the fear people have when it comes to starting a business, whether you have a business now, or maybe you're looking to transition into owning your own business is financing and money. Like, do I have enough money? If I need to get money, how much can I get? If I do get the money, how am I going to pay it back if I'm not successful? Right? Yeah. So how do you address so you said your client focus so how do you address those those fears would you say with what's out there well i think those fears are founded yeah. right people are scared of failure and what i can tell you is i don't just do business lending i, I own two gyms yeah. real estate and so what people don't realize is the majority of people are going to fail 
And that's okay if, as long as you're learning from those failures. Right. And I think people have to understand the differences between good debt. I think people have to understand the risks. If you're starting a business, you know, the, some of the first things that you should do when you start a business are one, get a good accountant or bookkeeper Two, uh, and this is, this goes beyond money. Right. And this is where the education comes in. Um, get the right legal entity set up, understand yeah. who you're serving, what your value proposition is and, and how you're going to be different from your competitors. And then three, how are you going to finance it or how are you going to fund it successfully? So for us, if you're starting a business, there's really two programs that can help. There's a term loan that's just going to go off credit and provable income, or there's an SBA loan. So if it's an SBA approved franchise, we can usually get that done. Mm -hmm. What I would caution people is that when you're starting a business, and the reason I'm saying this is because I've made this mistake several times. The, the truth of the matter is when you're starting a business, I would never take on a partner just for money. Yeah. Okay. I, you need to understand that that is some of the most expensive uh, money you could ever get because when the business is successful, you are going to essentially be giving up that percentage of the profits for the entire length of that relationship. And right. most times people bring on partners without truly meshing with their core values. Right. So my company core values, if, if my people don't live and die by those, that is absolutely problematic to me. Why? Yeah. Because that's what we represent. That's who we want to help. And having that is like a guideline for every action that you do when you're working with a company, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's a big mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make. Right. And then the next thing they need to do is they need to set up their business credit because having good business credit is not the same as having good personal credit. And when you need to get a piece of equipment and you want to finance that over three to five years and you don't have good business credit set up, that can be challenging. And I would tell you that 50% of the entrepreneurs I see do not have that set up or set up properly. Wow. I wasn't even aware there was business credit. So how do you establish that if you've never had it before? Is it tied to your personal credit or? It's not tied to your personal credit. So when you are going in and applying for most programs, especially equipment financing, especially let's say an SBA loan or a large, large amount of money, um, they're going to check your business credit. And the way to set that up is really simple. Um, it's not really simple, but I'm going to give you guys a tip. There's five fundability factors, okay? And all these need to be aligned and on point. So first, you need a business email. What I mean by that is you don't want Ryan at, you know, ryanfinancing.com. You know, I'm sorry. You don't want Ryan financing at Gmail, okay? Right. You want something along the lines of, Ryan at ryansfinancing.com, right? right? So you could just yeah. go to Google Suite, cost you nine bucks a month and get the business email. Yeah. Next, you want a business phone number, okay? So what I, when I say a business phone number, do not get like a Google number. The reason why is because that still shows up to Google, yeah. all right? The next step is a business address. If you're home-based, it can be your home address 
or if you have an office or a location, it could be that as well. All right. Finally, uh, I mean, the last two are a business website. On that business website, your address, your email, and your phone number need to be on there. And last but not least, you need a business bank account. Okay. And if you have those five things, once those five things are set up, you can go to DMB or Dun and Bradstreet. You can use your EIN. So you can't do it unless you have an EIN, which mm-hmm. is just your federal tax ID. Yeah. And you can request your DMB number. Now, when you request your DMB number, they're going to try to sell you a whole bunch of items. You don't need any of them. Okay. My company actually does it a lot better, a lot faster, and a lot cheaper than paying DMB to do it. Yeah. It's a service we offer, and we offer it because no one really sets it up. And the reason why it's tricky is once it's set up, then you want to go and open up trade lines under the company. And what that does is a couple things. One, it separates for the sum of, or for the most part, your business and your personal credit. Okay. So you can go some quick and easy ones. Everybody needs stuff at Staples at Best Buy, and you can get a trade line that will report at Uline. So you go and you apply using your DMB number and your EIN. Second, you want to use those on a monthly basis, just like you'd use any credit card. All right. And then you basically build tiers by opening and establishing more trade lines. Also, any piece of equipment that you need, you should finance. And the reason why it's advantageous to finance smaller pieces of equipment, let's say in that ten dollars to $40,000 range, one, you're not using your personal cash or your cash flow. And two, you're putting comparable debt on your, your business credit. Okay. And so what that does is if let's say you need a $400,000 piece of equipment, you have some comparable debt and it's going to be easier to get approved. Okay. All right. And it's just setting things up the right way. So it's way easier to get the type of financing you need for growth as opposed to, you know, going and applying for things when you absolutely need it. I always tell people it's better to apply for financing when you don't need it than when you're going, when, when it's an emergency, you should have it set. Every business should have a line of credit. Every business should know what their personal credit is, what their business credit is and what their cash flow looks like. And that's a review that we do in order to understand where you're going, because having those metrics down will make getting the right type of financing in the future easier. Do you have any particular stories of clients you've worked with who have, you know, kind of followed your, your guide and really have excelled, you know, over time, a year, two years, three years into business? Have you seen, what kind of growth have you seen or any examples of growth have you seen uh, working with, with people? That's a great question. I have, I have a lot of clients that have. And I can tell you that some of their growth has been absolutely astounding. So I started with somebody seven years ago Mm -hmm. and he was doing about a hundred thousand dollars a month. He had a logistics company and he would come in every six months to buy trucks. And when he would buy these trucks, you would see, you know, a 10 or 20% increase. Well, you know, if, if we move forward in time to about a year ago, he was doing a million dollars a month. And in this time, his credit has ranged from, and I'm not kidding, 500 or 550 
mm-hmm. because his wife maybe forgot to pay something to, you know, seven seven fifty. So, you know, that type of growth is, you know, very very strong. And I have a, a very long list of clients that have similar growth trajectories. So he had a credit score of. 500 something because his wife forgot to pay something yet he was making a hundred thousand dollars a month yes i mean he's like i said his credit score i've worked with him for seven years has ranged yeah. anywhere from 550 to yeah. 750 wow. and you know you'd be surprised like i can tell you right now there's a lot of business owners that are very very good at that particular skill so you know somebody could have the best pizza in town yeah and they don't necessarily operate the business uh, strongly because that's not, you know, their skill set. Right. Uh, on the flip side, if you look at anybody in the medical field, and this isn't a knock on them, they don't learn how to operate a business in medical school. What do they do? They learn how to clean teeth. They learn how to treat certain illnesses and diseases. Yeah. So when they get and open a business, they're very good at what they do. They might not be very good operators. Right. All right. And that's why, you know, I launched or launching integrated business uh, growth strategies in about a month from now to help teach people these things and to help them grow and scale effectively and efficiently. So if, if you handle the basics, the rest kind of falls into place and growth is much easier. So, I mean, there's a lot of people doing things that you're doing they're they're consulting they're working with financing they're offering financing packages and options how are you different i mean it sounds like you've not only got the knowledge but you have the experience too so um how are you different from from the others out there well that's a great question i really the easiest way is besides experience, it's a scope of programs, right? So we yeah. do everything from SBA loans, equipment financing, invoice factoring, PO funding, project financing, lines of credit, working capital lines, and startup capital, okay? But right. where we really differentiate ourselves besides the scope of programs, because if you walk into a bank and ask about half of those programs, that the bank isn't even going to know, uh, or right. most of the people there aren't going to know. So what we do yep. differently is... When anybody applies, we do a soft credit pull. What that means is it's not going to show on their credit. It's not going to impact their credit at all. We do a business credit pull. And then from there, we do a cash flow analysis. So before we even start discussing the client's business or his application with an underwriter, we're actually discussing it with him and finding out, you know, we're going over what's strong, what's weak, what needs improvement, just to make sure that they understand it. And then we look for opportunities. Like a lot of times somebody comes in and we realize we can save them a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month on payment processing, in addition to getting them a line of credit for growth. So our goal is really to optimize a business for growth. I see. So if you take somebody who's brand new to business, they're, they're starting a small business, maybe they don't have the best credit. What, what are the steps they can take? The people out there that say, well, I don't have good credit, but I really, I have a dream, you know, and I'm, I'm not really there financially, but what, what can you do with them who may be more of a challenging client in terms of credit score, 
and just just having money right now so i i'd want to be as blunt as possible yeah uh people either love it or hate it yeah but it's important for listeners to understand that if you do not have strong credit especially in this current economy you probably shouldn't be starting a business right i would focus on fixing their credit first again like so when somebody comes in and they have challenging credit yeah. as long as they've been in business about a year we can help them but it's a more expensive program it's a shorter term program and a program i don't truly like and i only go forward with it if it one that's the only option and two if it's going to help them so yeah. what we do is we actually send them out we don't do this internally we do the business credit internally we i'll send them out to a reputable credit repair company mm-hmm. because without bad without with bad credit everything is going to cost you way more yeah. okay everything so when you're starting out a, uh, a business and you're starting from a challenging position of hey i don't have the credit yeah typically that doesn't improve because it's very hard to operate a business in the first two years regardless of credit and when you have bad credit or challenging credit it makes it that much harder and you basically have to get private money or you have to self-fund it or you have to do friends and family and yeah. all of those options are are stressful and, and challenging especially borrowing money from friends and family so that's uh not always easy or ideal right yeah it usually does not work out it, it creates tension it creates chaos and it can actually damage a lot of relationships. So yeah, I want to wrap this up soon, Jonathan, but I want to ask you, you know, one question, you know, let's, this is kind of a fun question, but let's say you go back in time, you, you, you meet yourself at 18 years old, 15 years old, knowing what you know now, what you've experienced, what, what's the advice you'd give yourself? Oh man. Um, if we're really talking personal advice. Yeah. One, no partners. Two, only focus on my main business, which would be integrated business mm-hmm. financing. Yeah. <laughs> and three, no investments that I don't directly control. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's been a lot of, uh, I, I've lost multiple, multiple six figures in some fraudulent real estate deals. And that's over the last 12 years. Obviously, nothing like that recently. Yeah. Um, I've lost money diversifying into businesses that were su- supposed to be um, done for you or ran for you, like the Amazon, anyone that sells Amazon uh, stores or automated e-com stores, I can tell you that 99.9% of them, it's not going to work and it's a, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. Um I would literally just focus on helping business owners and growing integrated and anything that's ancillary to that, that fits, that serves the same type of client. That's what I would stick to. I think a lot of people run into uh, shiny object syndrome yeah, and they want to chase the next thing. Well, you can do that if it's passive, like I own real estate that's passive. Uh, I invest in the stock market that's passive. It doesn't take my time, effort, energy, and focus away from my main business. Right. Um, and until your main business runs just as well without you, 
you don't really, and you shouldn't be investing into other businesses. Like right. the, the whole myth of the serial entrepreneur is just that it's usually a myth. Um, so that's the advice I would give to myself at, at 18. Well, that's great. So Jonathan, I know people are going to have questions for you. They're going to want to reach out. What, what's the best way for them to, to contact you? Um, I'm very visible on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, just Jonathan Federa, F-O-D-E-R-A. You could go to the Integrated Business Financing website. Um, and I know that, you know, we'll have all my links posted, so you'll be able to find me there. But I think that if anyone needs anything or has questions or I can help in any type of way, you know, please let me know. And if you guys mention this podcast, um, you know, I'll make sure that I fast track the approval into the into the coaching group that I'm doing only for entrepreneurs. Um, just mention that we were on you, you heard me on the show and I will make sure you get approved when admission uh, comes around in about a month. All right. Well, you heard it. Jonathan Federa. He's an expert. Reach out to him today with questions. He will help you out. Jonathan, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much. And let's keep in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in becoming an episode sponsor, please email me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thank you so much.